So comparatively, what did you think of his performance compared to The Expendables or The Longest Yard? I thought I liked him in the in the longest yard. God, I don't quite remember his place in the longest <laughs> yard. What was he? Um, I feel like he was. Uh, was he a guard? He was a guard. Yeah. Yeah, he he seemed meaner in that movie. Yeah, just but because, he was like, good though. He was in. I was so wrong, y'all. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of Movies with Wrestlers. Um, I dropped that clip in of episode one where Austin and I were talking about uh, Maximum Conviction. Um, We had realized that Stone Cold was in The Longest Yard, which is the movie we're doing today. And uh, I mistakenly (laughs) remembered liking his character, uh, but it had been quite a while since I'd seen it. And it turns out... This character's pretty racist in this movie, but uh, we'll get into that. Um, this is a good one. Talking with Austin again. Um, he's probably going to be a repeat guest on the show. He's, he, he, he just does a good job, <laughs> and it's really fun to talk to him about these movies. Um, so, yeah, this is a good one. This one has four wrestlers in it. Did you know there were four? Actually, apparently five wrestlers in The Longest Yard. I missed one, um, as I found out in episode two with Brian. Um, but yeah, it's a fun one. Longest Yard, classic movie. Enjoy. Didn't need it. Probably just gonna leave all of this in. That's a big red line right there on your machine. Yeah, I know, you peaked. Why'd you peak? I'm 21, I hope I didn't peak. (laughs) Alright, well, welcome back to the show, bud. It's good to be back. First repeat guest, probably. I don't know when I'm going to put this out. Um, talking about Longest Yard. Ooh. I, it's, it's, it had been a grip since I'd seen this movie. Me too. It, it was a pretty yeah. big movie when I was growing up, though. Yeah, it. it I, saw I it definitely like saw it and like registered some memories. And like I haven't seen it in many years. And like looking back now, a lot of things have changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I well, guess not changed, I'm, just been there since childhood and, like, not noticed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that the first shot of the movie is a good indication of that. And it just starts with a butt shot. Actually, it's it's weird. So it's, like, in the credits, but it's, like, this girl swimming in a pool, but there's, like, nine of her in, like, different screens on the... Oh, yeah. And then it turns into the middle one, and then she gets out of the pool, and then, like, the first, like, real shot is just, like, a tracking shot just straight on her butt as she's getting out of the pool. <laughs> Which, oh, yeah. That's definitely, like, an early to mid-2000s oh, definitely. starter shot. Also r- related, as this is Movies with Wrestlers, um, the show Total Divas, like, 50% of the B-roll of that show is just like butt shots and like boob shots and then like more butt shots and then like landscape of Phoenix, Arizona every once in a while. That's okay because they're they're superstars now. That takes care of everything. Yeah, but the show's still called Total Divas. <laughs> hmm. See, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's it's a real women's revolution. Um so they want you to believe. Yeah. 
So yeah, that was my first note. Actually, was uh, movie starts with a butt shot, but it does. Then, so they really don't make you love Adam Sandler right off the bat. See, I thought the opposite because one of my notes was Adam Sandler is too cool in this movie. I mean, he's he's like he's a really good character in this movie, but like right off the bat, he's like just chilling in bed. Yeah, getting yelled at by his wife, drunk or girlfriend. I think girlfriend. Girlfriend. Like, they didn't seem super serious. No, I I highly doubt they were. Courtney played by Courtney Cox. Yeah. Which I was like, wow, Courtney Cox has a really small role in this movie. Very brief, very brief. But so yeah, that's that's where the movie starts. It starts off with him getting yelled at by his girlfriend because there's a party going on downstairs and he's He's not wearing football. that sailor outfit. He's not, yeah, why would she have him wear that sailor outfit? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that does warrant stealing a Bentley and then going on a drunken police chase and crashing said Bentley. See, I thought that that was the first cool line of the movie was, I think we need some alone time, honey. Yeah. I'm going to take your Bentley out for a cruise. Like, when he does that, he gets, well, she reports the car stolen, and then he gets pulled over by these two police policemen <laughs> that recognize him and he just like proceeds to make fun of this one policeman with really big ears yeah and it made me wonder if they wrote that scene like after they got the actor like it was originally a different scene but then they got this actor who had crazy big ears and i think like part of me thinks adam that sandler adam just sandler, saw him and yeah, just like hey he just riffed on him for like five minutes yeah and they put most of it in the movie or if they like wrote it that way and hired a guy that had big ears. But I I choose to believe the first. I think that's safe to say, honestly. Like, that seems like a, a straight Sandler move. Also, another note I had for that scene, that's too many cop cars to crash. Oh my gosh, yeah. There was like at least nine. Do the Ford Crown Victorias not have anti-brake lock systems? Because... I think they should. Nobody should have yeah. skidded into that Bentley. Well, I think that's just bad police work. Oh yeah, like typical. They should probably they probably teach you like you you don't want to crash these cop cars. But like, this if costs it's the a department Bentley, a lot crash of money. Right into it, they can yeah. afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that car that was was uh, reported stolen. We should probably fuck that car up. Yeah, um, that seems fair. They'll be able to pay for our little fun excursion and police chase. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Adam Sandler gets caught and then ends up going to jail. But it's okay because he didn't spill his beer. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the uh, the scene, there's a scene where he's going through the desert um, on this bus. He's the only prisoner on this bus getting escorted to prison. And it was very similar to uh, the scene in Holes where Shia LaBeouf is getting taken to that camp. Where they yeah, dig holes. It was very holes esque. It was. I like part of me thought that they used some of the footage from holes in the longest yard. That would surprise me. It was, it was me strikingly similar. Similar music too. It was weird. Okay, so I came across a really strange theory as I was going through this. Um, just like correlations. I want to ask you: Do you think Adam Sandler is a wrestling fan? Oh, I would hope so. And I yeah, I think he is. I think he is. I think he definitely is. I, I don't know, know if he, he broadcasts the fact that he's a wrestling fan. 
or I'm, has broadcasted the fact. Like, we should do some internet research on this. I don't but, need to because I'm like 98% sure that I saw him at WrestleMania, like 18 or 19. They they like showed a shot of Adam Sandler in the crowd. Oh, just like crowd nice. He was just at the show. Um, I, I mean, if you're at WrestleMania, you're no, a wrestling I, fan. I, yeah, well, I bet it was uh, WrestleMania 20. That's the one where they were in uh, Los Angeles. It was WrestleMania goes no, it's twenty one. WrestleMania goes Hollywood was WrestleMania twenty one. Twenty was Madison Square Garden. Anywho, um, second question, not related. Do you think prisons are actually like there are like actual prisons like this where the guards just beat the shit out of the inmates all the time? In Texas, was that where it was in? It was in Texas, right? Yeah. For Most some definitely. Reason, I thought it was in like <laughs> California. Most definitely. He, Any of. Any of America. <laughs> okay, so what city was he in when he crashed the car? Because I could have sworn. That oh, do you, just there like was like LA. a slight scene where like the gov- the warden of the prison was like, was like watching TV, and he's just like, yeah, he pulled strings, and I'm, that doesn't surprise me in Texas but, at all. But like, can you do that though? Like, if you commit a crime in one state, can you get taken to another state to serve your sentence? Maybe he was in Texas. Well, I don't know what team he like supposedly played for. Or like I don't. I That's don't know fair. I guess was. it's yeah, ambiguous. He could have been in Texas. I guess and maybe I'm just insinuating that it was L.A. And looked, I think it if it's a federal LA, charge, but... I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm probably just talking out my ass here. But I think if it's a federal charge, they can like ship you wherever they want. But normally, I think they keep you in your state. Yeah. Is Grand Theft Auto a federal charge? Of a barely, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. a forty thousand dollar car. Fair if, no, not even forty thousand. More than that. Way more. Well. Sandler's definitely a football fan. Oh yeah, because and this is where I'm start. My brain was starting to make connections as I was watching it, like connections I'd never made. Um, seeing both the movies I'm about to talk to multiple times, but Sandler so happens to star in another film called The Water Boy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that movie is about football, much like The Longest Yard, but also much like The Longest Yard. It is also a movie with a wrestler. The Big Show, who is still fucking wrestling. Yeah. Formerly known as the Giant in WCW. Who did he play in? Captain Intheno. Okay, gotcha. That's great. So, yeah, okay. Also, I wrote a, I like drew like a weird little diagram on my, (laughs) on my notes, like, it was just like a triangle where each point, one point is football, one point is wrestling, and one point is Sandler. And inside the triangle is Waterboy and Longest Yard. Can, and then can I, just, I see this note? Yeah. Quick. And then I just wrote like correlations with both movies. Like uh, both movies have a Colonel Sanders-esque character who Adam Sandler refers to as Colonel Sanders. Gatorade are featured in both movies, albeit in this one not as predominant as yeah. the water boy, but Kevin Nash's first appearance in this movie. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. <laughs> the You Can Do It guy. Also, apparently the You Can Do It guy went to jail, and I wonder what he went to jail for. Really? That's what I mean, he was in this movie, he was an inmate, and he was like, You can do it. Oh, okay, okay. I thought there was like um, I want to know what happened person, but yeah, what between what did this... the last time he appeared and this time How did this motivational speaker end up in jail? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he likes it. he he mentioned like group sh- group hugs in the shower. So I feel like A lot he... of lot of um Oh, there's a lot of like homophobic overtones. Yeah. Just not like not like homophobia, just not scared. just like it's just like 
not it's knowing not even, how to deal with the culture. Yeah, and it's not even that. It's it's like not. It's like that idea of I. Oh, I don't even know. But like the times that the people that made these movies like grew up. That's and like probably most of the jokes I feel like written by Sandler because like I feel like he's just a guy that like riffs. But like yeah, like the whole storyline with Brucey is super like sort of homophobic and like yeah it's homophobic and transphobic but i just feel like adam sandler knowing adam sandler i don't think he could comprehend (laughs) no no definitely not maybe now maybe like in the past five years i feel like there's been a lot that's um happened for that movement but um just like culturally a lot of people are are standing up and I don't know. I'm not articulating it well, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. But this was made in 2005. So it's going on 12 years ago now. Yeah. And things oh, were different God. 12 years ago. Yeah. How they've changed. How they've changed. <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, apart from that, like, uh, um, all around solid flick all around. solid. I liked it. I, I enjoyed this watch. Um, another correlation, tackling fuel. What's tackling fuel? You ask. <laughs> tackling fuel. Tackling fuel is when you use visualization as motivation for your tackle. And later on in the movie, there was later on in the yeah. movie, there are multiple times, three times that I counted. I think once was. Um, Goldberg no Kali Kali uses tackling fuel on one of the guards that he yeah. didn't like and then there's another guard that uses tackling fuel and then um, Nelly tells the I love baby Michael guy I can't remember his name was Wachowski something like that he tells him you know what you know what that guard said to me in the library and he uses that as tackling fuel. So tackling fuel, another correlation yeah. between the longest yard and the water boy. I have a theory that Adam Sandler really enjoyed making the water boy or knows that it's his best movie. Cause I think that's his best movie. How many years apart are the water boy? Water boy was 98 yard? and longest yard, which was 2005. So really not that when many. Are we expecting Seven the years. Next football Sandler movie. Has there been another football Sandler movie? There may have been for all, for all I know, I kind of lost track of his career after Click. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of Click, and then I was just like, you know what? I need a break from you, Sandler. <laughs> but um, Go hang out with Kevin James. Yeah. He's like, no, Kevin can wait. Ooh, brumch. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, uh, I always liked The Water Boy. I thought that was my favorite. I feel like that's my favorite of the uh, Sandler... Why isn't Sandler a wrestler? <laughs> He'd make a great wrestler. He, I don't He'd know make, if he would make a great wrestler. He'd make, He'd make a, great a great jobber. Like, talker, maybe a great manager for sure. I would love to watch Adam Sandler get the shit beat out of him. Well, they'd realize that he's funny right away, and then they'd just use him in some really shitty way. Because they always just yeah. use the funny guys in shitty ways. Apart from Kevin Owens. I mean, I, that's neither here nor there, though. That's that's wrestling. Yeah, this is got, movies with wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, getting past all of these notes, Steve Austin's first appearance in this film. Do you remember what it was? 
He just like creeper poked. I leaned away from the mic there to emphasize, but he just creeper poked his head around the wall and just like stared, and then like was that nodded. his first? That was appearance? his first scene. He, like, oh, I he, like, thought his first scene. He poked around the wall and like nodded at him after um nodded at um what's the uh, head guard's name? Uh, Knauer. Knauer. He, he like nodded at Knauer and like smiled while he was like right after he finished beating Sandler and not getting his point across very thoroughly as to why he was beating him. Yeah. Um. Okay. I thought that his first appearance was him throwing that grenade during like the lunch riot. Yeah, that was his scene. second appearance. Um. There was like a quick like overhead hand shot like going down across the prisoners where you could like see um stone cold just chilling like with his gun and then then they like had the scene with adam sandler and um hit the guy over the head with the lunch tray and then stone cold's like obviously this is the perfect time to throw a grenade yeah and he throws it in slow motion with a a wide ear-to-ear grin on his face oh yeah like that fucking stupid Racist ass mustache. Thoroughly enjoyed throwing that rubber grenade. <laughs> so that was the first appearance by a wrestler. This movie has four fucking wrestlers in it. It's an impressive number of wrestlers. We talked about this movie on the last time that we uh, that we podcasted together, and I was I was on the fence about it. I was like, maybe we could do that as an episode, but I didn't think that it passed the test because I have this weird little test for if a movie qualifies for movies with wrestlers because I feel like a wrestler has to have a certain amount of screen time. But I feel like between the four of them, because it's been so long that I didn't fucking realize that there's four wrestlers in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I had forgotten that there were four wrestlers in this movie. Yeah, it's definitely a Sandler-heavy movie, but, like, the four wrestlers all, like, get their little time to shine. They each have, like, their shine. own character, for yeah. sure. Yeah, they're Steve all Austin's, very I feel like, is the vaguest of all four of them. Yeah, typical racist white prison guard so yeah um i was wrong about his first appearance but his first words are definitely hey super dick hey super dick hey super dick is that a super bowl joke is it a dick joke i don't i think it's a cross between like superstar and just dick because like like somebody in the lunchroom says hey superstar Uh. at uh adam sandler as he's walking through so I feel like uh, that's what it is. Um, but Stone Cold, wrestler number one of four in the longest yard. Next wrestler who makes an appearance is Kevin Nash. Are you familiar with Kevin Nash at all? Not really. I've never seen any of his um He's work. the He's the guy that uh, when you asked me if there was any wrestler that you looked like that you would that you could dress up as, he's the one I told you. He's Diesel. Um you looked up a picture of him once. I know oh, you okay. Did. Yeah, he did, he used to have like dark hair, right? Yeah, he had dark hair, um, like long, longer dark hair, like yours, basically. Um, Nash's first appearance is uh, when Adam Sandler's being shown around the uh, guards' prison or er, guards' practice space, and uh, he looks over, and <laughs> Kevin Nash is like. Grabbing the Gatorade jug. Oh, yeah, he's assaulting a table. With, yeah, with just like throwing bucket. it against the table. He's just like, who drank all the Gatorade? We, we, we later learn that Kevin Nash is on steroids in the movie <laughs> when they replace his steroids with estrogen pills. Which is a, a lovely, lovely taste. 
I um I really like that film or that that turned me around yeah. on uh on Nash's character and Nash as an actor. Yeah, he which, did a really good job. Well, we'll get into that because I'm gonna ask you who you think was the best. Which I obviously I think it was Nash because he did a really fucking good job in this movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my opinion on that until the end of the podcast. Cool, cool. I, as I as I would hope you would. Um, getting away from from the wrestling bit of it a little bit, this movie. So Terry Crews is an interesting actor to me. Oh my god, he's great. <laughs> he's great. He's so great. But there's times where I'm just like, you're just doing Terry Crews. And but that was 12 years ago. That's and, like, true. That's when Terry it was. Cruz was some hot shit. It was some hot shit back then for sure. But you like, didn't have to do Old Spice commercials. No, I don't think that's Terry Crews. It's not that. Terry Crews. No, dude, what, that's just another really built black guy. He like, what's the commercial where he like attaches sensors to his body and drums? That could be. I don't know if I've seen that commercial. But oh, he's he, if he's you're thinking in some of the, I don't know if we're ask, thinking Terry of the Cruz same guy. is in some interesting commercials. Oh, oh, probably. Oh no, I know who you're talking. No about. doubt. The the old spy. I'm thinking of the other old spice guy who's just like no, the, no, no, the no, guy no. that's like riding yeah. the horse in the commercial. Yeah, and... I'm not. I don't have my phone on me. Otherwise, I would check and like see what commercials. Shoot, oh, we'll technology. never know. We'll never know. Uh. <laughs> anyway, Terry Crews, an interesting guy. I've had my qualms with him, mainly in the movie. Oh no, and that's not even. I was gonna say White Chicks because I think I just don't like the movie White Chicks. But I think he's actually good in that movie, probably. He's probably the funnier part of it. He's an over-the-top kind of guy. I haven't seen White Chicks in a while. It's been a minute. I'm a, I, I I'm watched fine it. with it. Yeah, I, it's it's a typical Wayne's Brothers This isn't movie. movies with Terry Crews. <laughs> no. But Terry Crews introduces... I think this is my second favorite Terry Crews character. My first favorite is from Idiocracy. Have you seen that? I haven't. Oh, man, you got to watch Idiocracy. He plays the president of the United States, but... He actually plays a professional wrestler who's the president of the United States. Oh, that's great. And uh like oh, there's just one scene in it where he's he's like giving a speech to uh all the people of America and he comes out and he's like drinking Mountain or I think his Mountain Dew is in his name of his character, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think it's like his middle name is Mountain Dew or something like Gosh. that. But he comes out and he's dressed in like this just American flag like crazy like get up and uh comes out and like starts to talk and gets all serious he's like shit i know shit's hard right now and then you they cut to a shot of him reading off of a teleprompter and that's what the teleprompter is saying <laughs> and i thought that shit was just the funniest fucking thing i'd ever seen that's great anyway cheeseburger eddie cheeseburger my second eddie. favorite oh, terry yeah. cruz character that's a solid character too. <laughs> um i just got burgers I just got burgers. Yeah, he's got some great lines. And that's the truth. With some cheese on it. Yeah. Ain't no meatloaf between these buns. I knew you couldn't resist my shit. I got the shakes that'll make you quake. I got the fries that'll cross your eyes. Mm -hmm. I got the burgers that'll... I just got burgers. Burger Eddie got the hookup. Cheeseburger Eddie. That's right, we can get our McFlurry on. Enjoy, Batman. Man, give me that cheeseburger. You acting like a real McAsshole. Baby back, bitch. Baby back, bitch. It's a big ass robot. Yeah. You gotta always protect the McNuggets. Oh, 
nothing the quarter pounder can't fix. A lot of like McDonald's references. I didn't think they could fit that many McDonald's references. They really threw them in there. Oh man, I kind of want McDonald's too. Big Mac sounds really good oh, right now. Yeah. It's probably the beer talking. Yeah. Um, so the next wrestler that gets introduced, before you see him, they just describe him as Chris Rock says, this guy got the chair three times and hasn't died yet. <laughs> and uh, it's actually, it's the great Collie. Um, and if you don't know who the great Collie is, he had a pretty good stint in WWE. He might still work for them. Maybe. Yeah, he came back um, rather recently. No, yeah, he? he totally did. He uh, came back at the Punjabi prison match. Yeah. He invented that match, I guess, back in like 2007 or so when he was the world champion. Which is just a cage match with bamboo. It's a structure. <laughs> Structural integrity. <laughs> if, you don't, if, if you haven't watched the Punjabi prison match from, I think, No Mercy... Um, Keep a couple clickers with you and just like count structure or structure. Yeah, they integrity. say they say it over sixty times because I need to know these numbers. Um, but it's the great Kali, giant man from India. Um, and when he's introduced into the film, they like pan over, and it's just him banging his head against the wall. <laughs> oh God! Don't smoke, kids. He's just like headbutting the wall nonstop, and oh. then he stops to talk to Adam Sandler. And then when Adam Sandler gets done talking, he just screams. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. That's he an just appropriate screams. response when Adam Sandler comes to visit you in prison. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Um. Oh God, damn! You ever scrape your nose ring on a microphone? Uh, I don't have my nose pierced yet. Oh, it hurts. Um. <laughs> And which brings us to Goldberg, which is the next wrestler, and I believe final wrestler that's introduced in the film. And his whole scene is he's just showering, and like his whole thing—five penis jokes in ten seconds. Yeah, <laughs> his whole thing is that he's just got a really big dick called the Hammer, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that should have been his wrestling name. The hammer. The um, hammer. His wrestling finisher is called the jackhammer. The jackhammer. I feel like there's a correlation. Does he there. just thump you with his big cock? No, just... it's like a. He gets you up in like a suplex position, and then he just kind of like makes it so that he falls on top of you. So like he just drops you, and as you're falling, he like drops himself on top of you. It's a pretty dumb looking move. Yeah. Um. He's not my favorite wrestler. No, his his latest stint in. Uh... Yeah. To be fair, I haven't watch that much wrestling no he's but, never uh, really been my favorite yeah. he's like cool i caught I him like at the him, end of his career i guess but i'm interested to see how he is as an actor because he's actually been in a couple more movies he was in a movie called uh santa's sleigh a horror movie <laughs> and then uh he's in the sequel to one of those seagal movies oh yeah um yeah, we need to watch that. I don't yeah, I don't think we need to watch that. <laughs> um I don't know. But we I mean we'll we'll probably watch it eventually <laughs> for movies with wrestlers, but I don't need any more Seagal. Oh, he's a part of me now. I'm just going to start avidly watching Steven Seagal films. Uh, Kali's whole thing 
how Adam Sandler finally convinces him to join the team is he just plays Pong. Yeah, he, he like, bounces a ping pong ball back eight times. Like, eight or nine times is all it takes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's literally it. He's like, <laughs> he's, all right, yeah, you seem like a cool guy. Well, I guess he's like, well, you know, the guards are playing, which Kali later uses as tackling fuel, so. Tackling fuel. Just tackling fuel. But one qualm I do have is, uh, after like right after he decides to join the the uh, cons football team, they show him like in full football gear, putting a helmet on, and I'm like, no fucking way they have football gear big enough for that dude. Yeah, no, there's hand. no pads in that helmet. It's just like completely carved. Somebody took like a ice cream scooper to that, just like carving a pumpkin, just to empty out the inside of that football helmet. <laughs> And it was probably an extra, extra large. That man is massive. Dude, that guy's head has to be... He's so he, big. He's so fucking big. I wonder how big he is, Great Collie. Let's let's find out. But uh, one thing I did notice is he, he big boots a guy. Oh, yeah. He just... <laughs> Not he just like sticks his leg up. Is that what big booting is called? You yeah, just stick like your leg you, up and they run into you. Yeah, essentially. Gotcha. That's some guy's finishing move, and that's pretty sad. Oh yeah, is it Goldberg's? No, I'm <laughs> sure he uses it. When you type in how tall is the first thing that comes up is Tom Cruise, and he's five seven. If you were he's wondering, he's a short man. He also has a tooth in the middle of his face. Yeah, a picture of Tom Cruise. Real yeah, quick. <laughs> no, you, you know he does. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, are there any Tom Cruise movies with wrestlers? Um, I don't know. Write in movies with wrestlers at gmail dot com. Let me know. Yeah, seven one. Seven one what? He's seven foot one. Great colleague. Seven foot one. Yeah, that's a tall guy. That is a tall drink of water. So, <laughs> my next note is a Steve Austin one, and it's uh. The first time you really get to know his character, I feel like um, Mississippi Queen is blaring on the radio <laughs> and he comes in playing air guitar and says the line, quote, now that's how a white man plays guitar, unquote. Oh, and that's so cold. That scene is there because the next scene it's bracing you. Yeah, it's that's <laughs> just the the subtle build up to the harsh harsh words. Um Stone Cold gets ready to drop on top of Nelly? Yeah, Nelly. Nelly's in this movie. Nelly. Also, yeah. a Nelly song plays in this movie while Nelly is actually on screen. It's weird. I feel like he requested that. That's definitely an ego thing. I don't know. I feel like well, I don't know. Nelly was Nelly was uh, just in Bozeman actually, with uh, right before he got arrested. Did he get arrested? He got arrested for sexually assaulting a woman in Washington. God, dude, what is with fuck? Right after they stopped um, on tour in Bozeman, Montana. It was right after. Uh, yeah, it was like Bozeman. I think they had a couple dates or like one date, and then they played in Washington, and then he was arrested. I don't. God I haven't damn. looked into it further, dude. Everybody's sexually assaulting everybody. First, I learned about Kevin Spacey. Now this. It's fucked up. What's happening? Don't sexually assault people. Don't sexually assault. It's it's super easy. Just don't do it. Anyway, so the next scene, 
Steve Austin is in the library with some other guards and they turn a camera up and this camera is like eye level with these guards. There's no reason anybody would put a camera there. I thought that was weird. (laughs) But anyway, turn this camera up and make it point at the ceiling, which any prisoner could easily do if they wanted to do something bad because it's literally eye level with everybody. (laughs) And then they proceed to verbally assault Nelly and Steve Austin. I'm going to say Steve Austin's character because I can't bear saying Steve Austin did this. Drops two N-bombs on Nelly, and they were hard R's. Yeah, he wasn't having any of Nelly, and it was it was very upsetting to watch because I have like I've like seen this movie as a kid and like haven't seen it in at least four to five years. Yeah, it's been. And a I've while smoked a lot me. of weed since then, so there's like a memory gap. Yeah. Um, I, I, but yeah, yeah, it was kind of upsetting. But I don't, I don't know who wrote those lines. Oh, I think it's. I don't know. Do you think? I hope Stone Cold didn't have any influence. I on don't that. think he did, but I think he delivered it better than I wanted him to. Yeah, he really settled into the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a bummer. You know, it's it's really just a far cry from the last time we were talking about Stone Cold. Yeah, because <laughs> Stone Cold was the hero in the last movie. I mm. think. Well, he tried to be, brother. Maximum Conviction, episode one. Check it out if you haven't already. <laughs> anyway, and it's not the last time he's racist in the movie. Nope. Nash, um, oh, I wrote down that Nash wanted a photo with Paul Crew, which I thought was funny. Another another shining moment of Kevin Nash. In the oh, movie. yeah, yeah. He, like, um, Paul the- Crew came to visit the warden on a golf course with a bunch of what I can only assume are Republican friends. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, probably pris- <laughs> prison guard, just Paul, prison guard, Paul Nash, just, is that his name? Paul Nash? Paul Nash. Paul no, Nash. Kevin What's Nash. Kevin Nash. Paul. Paul. <laughs> Paul crew. Paul crew. That's, that's, that's where I got the Paul. Yeah. Kevin Nash just chilling behind, just wanting a picture. Yeah. And that was before they gave him the fake estrogen. Yeah. That was all masculine him. Um. Oh, I made a note that the guards look like Nazis because like when they're um, coming off of the bus when the game is starting at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. They're all in like dress uniforms. They're in like dress uniforms. Who gives dress uniforms to prison guards? Yeah, what the fuck? And especially real. that prison. That prison was know, ugly. Though. It was ugly. It didn't it's look like a prison. high budget prison. No, not one bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's I really like I feel like my favorite part of this movie was was the story the storyline following kevin nash and his fake estrogen because he just becomes so sensitive so sensitive and it's great like it's not even like they wanted him to like act like a woman yeah we need you to be mean twice and then just just be sensitive yeah be real sensitive it really like adds some dimension to his character and the fact that like it kind of paints this picture that he's not actually as bad as all the other guards. He's just going along with it because of the mob mentality. Yeah. And I feel like the real him is actually a sensitive guy and the estrogen just makes it come out. I'm just going to go ahead and drop some really good Kevin Nash lines right here. Are you okay? Oh, God, you're not hurt, are you? Jesus, you sound like my mother. 
Listen, if you want to cry, you go ahead and cry. Cry with you. Get back out there and kick some ass. Why are you yelling at me? All I did was care. Crew with a shovel past the Megan. And Megan scrambles for a first down. Oh, you fooled me. I got you there, didn't I? You, did. you know what? You are the best looking guy on your team. No kidding. You know, Paul, in the midst of all this, for you to say something like that, it's... <laughs> Good morning, people! Both teams are trying very hard! What the hell's wrong with you? Stop acting like a damn cheerleader! Sportsmanship, try it. Shut up! So, speaking of Steve Austin being racist, the uh, next time we hear from him, he's on the field, and he... Oh, what does he do? He like goes up to Nelly, I think, and is like, because it's like right after a big hit. And I think it's where he fucked up Nelly's knee. I think that's what it was, because Nelly's knee gets fucked up. And he's like, now that's how a white man tackles, or something like that. That's how a white man runs a football. Yeah. Like the fourth or fifth time he's racist in the movie. <laughs> and um, he gets clotheslined because Nelly tells the uh, Slikowski what he said in the library and he gets clotheslined by him and it knocks him knocks him out so apparently he made him shit himself it, oh yeah that's right i, I think my, he just shit himself. my specific note was austin gets clotheslined and everyone thinks he shits himself and then the field medics confirm and then it's yes, confirmed he did indeed shit himself there's a good 10 seconds where everyone's like i think he just shit himself <laughs> um also love that they got chris berman for this movie who's that he was the uh football announcer oh yeah um with what is, bob what does he do what, what does who, he do who, he's who, the guy that does the whoop when they're doing all the uh schoolyard bullshit oh i meant outside of this movie oh he's like he was a he was a football commentator for espn i think oh okay I always love when movies like pull in actual commentators. Yeah. And he was certainly my favorite of all of the uh, football commentators. And I, I was never a, a John Madden and Al Michaels kind of guy. I always liked Chris Berman. I thought he added a certain flair to the job. I, I always remembered NASCAR announcers' names. <laughs> my parents watched a lot of NASCAR. My See, mom yeah. watched a lot of NASCAR. So... Don't know nothing, but I ignored football. Yeah, yeah. I was the opposite. I ignored NASCAR, and my parents watched a lot of football. Oh, my dad watched a lot of football, but I just ignored it. Yeah, well, my dad's a big Packers guy. Dolphins. Dolphins, my really? My dad's a Dolphins fan. He's got this, like, 80s ass windbreaker that just has, like, um, the, like, teal and bright orange of the Dolphins oh, on it. Just man. all over. It's great with just a big, like... Dolphins patch. You know, I, the Dolphins did have good team colors, I feel like. Yeah, and uh, they're an underdog. Yeah, they're that's a good true. Team to well, root I mean, for. that's, that's kind of like what my team is. I'm a fan of the Washington football team, not the state. <laughs> the Redskins. Aren't they from the state? No, it's Washington, D.C. Really? You didn't know that? No, I just, I always assumed, no, the Seahawks are from Washington. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I never followed football. 
I, I just really... always assumed they were a Washington State's team. No, yeah, no, I don't really care about football that much. I just uh, that's that's always been my team growing up. So I feel like why change now? I care about football with Adam Sandler involved. Yeah, if Adam Sandler's playing football, then I'm kind of down. He changed positions for this movie. He decided he wanted to be the quarterback instead of just a defensive player. Yeah. Because in the Water Boy, his whole thing was that he he used tackle and fuel and got this crazy Superman rage. Now he's got to be like team captain. Yeah. Also, a way more everybody. a way more confident and cool character than Bobby Boucher. Oh yes, by far. But like I said, Water Boy has a very soft spot in my heart, and I'm thinking about including it just to talk about it. It has a movie with a wrestler in it. It doesn't does. pass the it's test. It's very brief. It's brief, but the. I feel like the wrestler has it can just be a real short episode. A, an important part. He's the motivation behind. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's the motivation behind the original tackling fuel, right? I well, I feel like him and the coach oh, from yeah. the the team that he got fired for. Yeah, the coach like yeah, tells him to yeah, like they're all like swirling around before he tackles the guy. The other guy is the needle dick guy. Yeah. Needle dick. We'll save that. We'll save that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the water boy. Um, Goldberg has the last line in this movie, which weird abrupt ending in this movie. So the movie ends. Um, the last little bit of tension that they give you is the warden wants um, Knauer to shoot Paul Crew because he thinks that he's trying to escape, but he's just trying to grab the the team ball. Yeah. Um. And then after that, he gives. He and like there's just a police officer just chilling idly by. Yeah, with a, as, with a as, rifle. As a man, like as a man with no law enforcement jurisdiction, really, he's a warden of a prison. Yeah. You don't get to shoot at people next to crowds. He grabs the rifle out of the police officer's hand, hands it to his guard, and tells him to shoot um, crew. And that doesn't make much sense. No, that not doesn't at all. seem that doesn't seem right. I feel like any upstanding officer or just any officer of the law won't allow their especially they said they were marshals, right? Yeah. Yeah. They they wouldn't let a old white guy grab their rifle out of their hand. No, no, definitely not. No way. But also ESPN probably wouldn't broadcast a game between prison guards and convicts even if if there was say, money like, involved. Say, like, potentially, but, like, say Tom Brady goes to jail, the fam- most famous quarterback, or, or Peyton Manning, the fo- most famous quarterback I can think of, goes to jail, and then starts a prison convict team and plays against prison guards. Do you think ESPN2 is going to want to broadcast that? Oh, no. Maybe, though. I, I mean, I don't know what the ESPN-NFL relationship is. Neither do I. But also, Paul Crew, I feel like, isn't on Tom Brady or Peyton Manning's level. I feel like because he shaved points, he lost. He, like, disgraced himself and lost a lot of face with the crowd. Yeah. So Yeah, he was just, like, an ousted yeah. member of society. So I don't think the interest is high enough there, no matter what Colonel Sanders in this movie says. Also, what's the deal with the Colonel Sanders thing? It's a it's a recurring theme in the Sandler in the Sandler universe. Yeah. Does he have a fascination with KFC? I don't know. I want to find out. If I can ever get Adam Sandler on movies with wrestlers, we'll know. Yeah. 
I mean, give it like 20 years. It might not be that hard. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> movie's ending, and uh, <laughs> Paul Crew goes up to the warden, gives him the game ball, and says, stick that in your trophy case. That seems like it should be the last line, right? No. Goldberg <laughs> and another prisoner pour Gatorade. Gatorade? Gatorade. On top of the warden, and um, the warden says, that'll be a week in the hot box. Goldberg's last line in the movie, and the last line of the movie, who, who gives, gives a, a shit? shit? <laughs> and then credits, dude. It's like the warden's reaction for like two seconds, and then fucking credits. Yeah, Goldberg gets the last laugh. Yeah. So, Longest Yard, apparently a movie with wrestlers. Yeah. Many wrestlers. Many wrestlers. Four wrestlers. Let's rate each one's performance, starting with Steve Austin. Ooh. Um, performance as an actor? As an actor. As an actor. No judgment on their character, because we all know Steve yeah. Austin's character in this movie was shit. Um, I'm going to give him a five and a half. Because he... Re- he's, out of he ten? Re- out of ten, yeah. He really sold the racist asshole, but he sold it too well. Yeah, like, <laughs> that that's yeah. Um, that's that's pretty much my my uh, standing on it. I'll give him a six because it does show some acting chops, and this is I feel like one of the first movies he and acted he could in. be like a very I don't know Stone Cold Steve Austin. He could just be like a very sensitive person. I think he's not a racist. I think he's a good dude overall just because I've, I mean, while well, I've listened to his podcast and I've watched him on wrestling for the past, however many years. And he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, but I think this is like one of his first times actually doing movies because this is probably like two or three years after he had to stop wrestling. I think he had to stop in like 2002 or 2003 ish. Um, and he was still making appearances on WWE, but, he wasn't wrestling anymore, so I feel like this is right where he was trying to branch out. And I feel like the role was just like offered to him, and he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do this. I'll give it a shot." And I think he really went for it. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually gonna change it. I'm gonna give him a seven, seven? because I've listened to his podcast. I feel like I know Steve Austin, at least what he wants me to know of him, and I think. I can only judge that like I can judge anybody. Yeah. So I'm going to give the Texas Rattlesnake a seven. Seven? Nice. All right. Let's go down. Um, let's go Great Collie. Um, now this, mind you. They also like asked him to just, like, I feel like they just asked Stone Cold to be like a racist Stone Cold. And I feel like they just probably. asked the Great Collie just to be like, can you be a really quiet, mean Great Collie? Yeah. But the thing is, mind you. This was before, I'm fairly sure, it was at least filmed before Great Collie was in the WWE. He didn't start in the WWE till like around 2006, 2007. This movie was 2005, which means they filmed it probably 2003 or 2004. Um, so he wasn't a star in the WWE yet. He had no character in the WWE yet. He later became a wrestler. Oh, did this movie increase his wrestling? No career at all no i have a feeling and this is just kind of what i feel like is the sad truth of it i have a feeling that wwe needed a person of indian descent 
or an act like a, an Indian person. They needed that diversity because in in India, WWE was starting to grow. I feel like, um, and they didn't have any like wrestlers. They didn't have any. Well, they, I don't think so. Not at the time. And if they did nothing like super significant, um, and great Kali was the first like big wrestler from India. That's why they put the title on him in, uh, 2007 there. He had a run with the world championship and their ratings in India went higher and um actually recently um the current wwe champion is jinder mahal who is canadian but he's of indian descent and he's his character is like an indian character and the modern day maharaja the modern day maharaja and they had him also keep a clicker around when <laughs> yeah have a match dude oh my god they non-stop say the modern day maharaja but they never explain what maharaja means i, I could have googled it i learned it in a world religions class once i i knew what maharaja meant i can't remember it'd be nice to have a refresher wwe anyway the, give us a little info guys <laughs> The current WWE champion is Jinder Mahal, and he, they had a, a Punjabi prison match, which the Great Khali made famous. The first Punjabi prison match was when he was the champion, and he comes back during that match to help Jinder Mahal win. That match and Jinder Mahal's championship win correlate to the time that the WWE Network launched in India. Oh, it's kind of convenient, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. That's uh, that's some uh, interesting targeted yeah. marketing. It's yeah, it is what it is, though, and it's actually it's a good thing because I, for one, am not a big fan of Jinder Mahal. I I wasn't. Um, he used to be in Three MB. He got released. He's a, he's a little he stuck back. in character in the WWE. Like, but he doesn't, he's like, working branch on out. It. Yeah, he's I imagine they probably it. don't give him much like chance to branch out. No, they they, they kind of like, keep they, him in how that. How recently have they launched in India? It was right around the time that he won the title. Okay, so like I think uh, maybe a month before. Okay, um, that's fairly recent. Um, yeah, the last few months, he's held it a lot longer than I thought he would. He's had a couple defenses at pay per views, so he's had it for at least three or four months now. Which is, I feel like, longer than the Great Collie. But the, at the time that the Great Collie had the championship, not a lot was going on. I think he was fighting King Booker a lot of the time for it. Who's now commentating? Who's now commentating? Unfortunately, oh. he's kind of insufferable. I mean, I'm bad on the mic, but uh, Booker is just—he says shit. He's and like, like a NASCAR announcer. You like can't, <laughs> he, his his words just go together. Well, yeah, and it, and he like. There's like some commentators who just have a habit of saying a lot, but yeah, they like what they're really saying is nothing. Yeah, like or saying something obvious. Yeah, he either says a lot very shortly or nothing over a very long period of time. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, great Kali. I would say. Based on how much English I feel like he knew, I'm going to give him a five. Yeah, I'd give him a four just because, like, 
there wasn't like any change of character at all. No, but it was I, just like the same thing the entire time. Yeah, he like smiled once. Yeah, well, and it, it, that's kind of like, kind of like what he was in the WWE too. He didn't talk a lot. I feel like he just doesn't speak very good English. Yeah, but I feel like he at least in this film had an understanding of what his character was supposed to be. Like, he understood the comedy behind his yeah. character because he is funny in the movie. Like, the first scene, he's just banging his head against the wall and then just screams. Yeah. And it's just funny. And, like, he's just playing ping pong. And I think he understands that he's playing the big, like, the big dumb muscle character. And I think yeah, he I'm gonna understands that. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you convinced me to bump it up. He's to a been five. dealing with it his whole life. Yeah, the Great Collie is deeper than we all think. Great Collie gets a solid five. How about uh, Bill Goldberg? It was really good. Um, he had his moments. I feel had, like he he had some moments. He like contributed to the team effort. Um, his character was somewhat he integral. He didn't start making the penis jokes. He didn't start Adam making did. they were thrust upon him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were thrust upon him like the massive jock strap that was also thrust upon him. <laughs> so so what what would you give him? I'm gonna give him a six. Mm, I'm gonna give him How'd that S sound? S- I'm gonna give him a seven. Seven? Seven, yeah. Going higher. I'm going a little higher. I feel a little negative here, but he did a really good job in this film. I've never seen him act in anything else, but I've like seen him on the mic in the ring. It's been not like, good. It's it's been not good and he did pretty well. I feel like you give him a little time to He's prepare. a guy that benefits He's... from a little bit of rehearsal yeah. and like multiple takes. Um cool. Well let's get to the fucking main event. Let's talk about Kevin Nash. Hello. Kevin Nash was awesome in this oh, movie. He's so dude. great. And I'm so happy about that because I love making fun of Kevin Nash. He's just like an easy guy to make fun of because he does a lot of shoot interviews. And if you don't know what a shoot interview is, it's an interview where a wrestler drops kayfabe. You know what kayfabe is? Kayfabe is the entire fake world of wrestling. Okay. The storylines, like, kayfabe is a lot of things. But kayfabe is generally the the false. Like a promo. Right, like characters, storylines, um, moving his story, injuries. Along. Sometimes, yeah. if something is kayfabe, it's not real. It's real in the world of wrestling, but it's not real in real life. Gotcha. Shoot is real in real life. So a shoot interview is basically when a wrestler gets real in an interview and drops kayfabe, which you're not supposed to do, especially if you work for a company like actively but he hasn't in a long time he's been in movies obviously also in another adam sandler movie have you seen grandma's boy i haven't in that movie he has a really small part but it's at the beginning and it's still pretty funny i guess he's kind of like a sexist sort of like moving guy character but he's got his he's got his moments um but anyway he does done a lot of shoot interviews and he's really easy to make fun of and I like that he was good in this movie, so I can't make fun of him. Yeah, he did a tremendous job. And mainly mainly the thing that <laughs> I like to make fun of him for is that he said in interviews that he really likes watching college movies. <laughs> and college movies are normally referred to as student films. But he calls them college movies. College movies. <laughs> and I fucking love that. 
He's just like, yeah, it was a lot of college movies. They're really good. Anyway, <laughs> I'm glad that Kevin Nash was good in this. I'm, I thought he was funny. I think that his character had like a little bit more depth than it would have if it had been played by some random big jabroni off the street. Oh yeah. Who wants to be an actor because he's big and muscly. And I commend Kevin Nash for that. So I'm going to give him like, I'm going to give him an eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'm going to give him an eight. He did a really good job. Kevin Nash was the shining star of this film, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I no. didn't expect it. Um, uh, what's his name? Why can't I remember his name? Um, He played Carete- Caretaker. Oh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Chris yeah. Rock was the shining Chris star Rock, of this film. Yeah, he was really funny. <laughs> he was really funny. Like, he... Like you said while we were watching it, I I hope he wrote a lot of his own lines because they're very racial, but it's like so good, like just his delivery on all of it. Oh yeah, he's a great delivery. Like the uh, call him the pizza man. <laughs> they uh, when they're talking about um, I don't know, just the your white smile. <laughs> That's my favorite fucking line in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Chris Rock was the shining star. What do you give Chris Rock's performance? Oh, solid ten. Solid ten. Ten out of ten. What do you think of Sandler in this movie? Let's rate it. Let's, let's oh, rate Sandler. Oh, by too. far one of his better performances. I've seen some bad Sandler films. I have two. I think Sandler, overall though, is a really good actor, and I've thought that for a while. He's a good actor. That like, if I don't you, know if he writes his own movies a lot. I don't know if he like has any like input he, into the writing process. He probably has a fair amount of input. But yeah, especially amongst like the Happy Madison crew, right? Isn't yeah. That, like, well, he produces a lot of his movies, yeah. and at the end of the day, producers are kind of writers because if they don't want it in the movie, it's not going in the movie. Yeah, I feel and like if they want it in the movie, it's probably going in the movie. Inspiration, but like he didn't have to be like super inspired to do this movie because it's already been made once. Yeah, it's a remake, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. And I was actually wondering if it was almost like a continuation because I'm going to look it up real quick, but I can't remember if Burt Reynolds played the same character. I think character. he played – no, he didn't play the same character. He but played I'm like the quarterback, he, didn't he? I think so, but I feel like he might be playing the same character he did in the first movie um, because – he was the star of the first Longest Yard. But they never make any reference to the plot or anything like that, so I'm feeling like it's probably not. But I was wondering for a second while I was watching it, and I had never looked it up, if he was playing the same character he played in the first movie. No, no, he plays Paul Crew. Paul Crew? Yep. I thought he played the quarterback. Yeah, I just didn't... I thought for some reason it might just be like a different name and... I don't know. I thought crossed my mind. Paul Crew, the name in both movies. Cool. Um, well, I never rated Sandler. Sandler's, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, one of his better films. I'd give him an eight out of ten. Eight. See, have you ever seen Punch Drunk Love? Have you I ever haven't. seen the dramatic side of Adam Sandler? I've seen Fifty First Dates, if you'll call that dramatic. No. Have you seen um, Funny People? Uh, no. Okay, watch some uh, dramatic Sandler, and then maybe we'll talk about this some more. <laughs> but um, Punch Drunk Love is the first film I saw him in where I was like, 
this guy can act because he plays this really weird dude who probably has like a form of Asperger's, um, very like socially awkward and has like very like nervous tics and, um, he does it so well. He like plays that character so well and he like really brings you in. And, uh, I think his character in funny people, like a character that has to face its own mortality is like already innately interesting. And I think he does a pretty good job with it because he's already got that sort of like apathetic glow to him. Like most of his characters are sort of like easy going <laughs> like, well, yeah, like there's definitely a, uh, a trend there. But his whole his whole thing, and it's always been that he's like sort of this like really laid back, cool guy, cool funny guy that like I don't know. Most of his characters are the same. It feels yeah, like, but yeah. he like loses control in that movie, and it's really interesting to see. He does a really good job. Punch Drunk Love. I give it a five out of five. Check it out. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give Adam Sandler like a, I'll give him a seven. I'll give him the same as Goldberg. Yeah. I only gave him an eight because I've seen some bad Sandler movies. This is a better Sandler movie. Yeah. 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 Um, did we rate all the wrestlers? We rated all the wrestlers. Four, right? Yeah. Steve Austin, Goldberg, Kali, Kevin Nash. Yeah. We got them all. Got them all. Unless there was a wrestler hiding in there that I don't know about. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Well, there it is. Longest Yard, a treasure trove of wrestlers and comics and Adam Sandler. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right. There it is. The Longest Yard. Um, Unfortunately, Steve Austin played a bit of a racist in this one, but uh, hopefully we can can get past it. I think uh, Kevin Nash saved it for, for everybody. He really shined through in this movie and showed us what he was made of. Um, I want to thank Prince for doing the intro music songs Ghosts, and it's on their album Success Perm, which you can find on Bandcamp, I think, under the the name Whistlepig Music. Um, I want to thank Austin for coming back on the show. He's always a great guest, and like I said, you'll probably be hearing a lot more from him. I want to thank the Not Safe for Network and all of the awesome podcasts on the Not Safe for Network Geek Lantern's Light, Montucky Skies, We Had a Good Life, That's Debatable, Alien Movie Project. There's so fucking many of them that you guys should check out. Look them up on iTunes, Google them, catch them in your podcatchers, whatever you got to do. But yeah, I want to thank you too for listening. Um, Come back next week. That's all I got for you this week. Okay, bye. Movies with wrestlers? Green Lantern's Light? ASL Adventures? Interdimensional Exchange Association? Is this yours? No, your I... Your mother said she found them on your phone. I don't know. A guy must, must have, have... what? Look, Dad, they're not mine. Alien Movie Project? We Had a Good Life? Montucky Skies? Real Roulette? Where'd you get it? Dad... Answer me. Who taught you how to listen to this stuff? You alright? I learned it by watching you. Parents that use podcasts have children that use podcasts. Brought to you by the partnership of the Not Safer Network.